Hey everybody, welcome back to the Resilient Purpose Podcast. So Doug and Spencer are back Hello. and today we're talking about gaming and mental health. So uh, very, I think, relevant topic, something that I mm-hmm. think a lot of people will uh, find importance in and mm-hmm. will be interested to listen to. Um, I really enjoyed um, having this conversation with you and mm-hmm. I think we covered a lot of pretty interesting yeah. Topics, yeah. don't you think? There's a lot of there's a lot of controversy in yeah. this topic. So yeah, yeah, and and I think it it can I think it's worth talking about, and I I I'm hoping that people leave the conversation taking reasonable perspective about the topic. Right. That, yes. that we can hopefully drew people mm-hmm. to the middle and yes. not extremes yeah. on either side. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. because I think mm-hmm. that's really important that mm-hmm. we don't get too caught up into one side mm-hmm. or the other yes. because as a lot of things in life they get very uh usually the answer is somewhere very, in the middle there's such a dichotomy mm-hmm. you know you know with that so yep um all right so i hope you guys are going to enjoy this as much as we enjoyed having this conversation so stay tuned let's go the resilient purpose podcast with doug and spencer I'm excited for today because we get to talk about a topic that I've never really talked about before. But so I'm really excited to get into gaming and, and mental health. Uh, so but as as always, I want to kind of start with icebreaker. Yeah. For today. All right. So I got some more questions. And this is okay. in the would you rather realm of of okay. processing. So, OK, uh, are you ready? I'm ready. OK. Would you rather be able to pause, rewind, or fast forward your life at any point in time? Pause. Pause. Okay. Yes, I would choose pause. So Why I, pause. Um, so I can capture those great moments and, uh, or even bad moments, and be able to analyze them better. Ooh, okay. You know, kind of freezing d- different spots of time and uh, take the time to then analyze it in, while it's paused. I think that would be interesting. Oh, what okay. about you? Well, so I, I've actually asked this with like some of my college students that I've t- taught and uh, a lot of them went with rewind because they always wanted to make kind of like uh, make up for the mistakes or do you know, change their, Go some back of their and choices. Fix, yeah, and, yeah. and I always find that interesting because I'm like, no, that's not what I want to do. Like that would be too many. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, I don't think I could keep up. That's a lot of rewinding. That's a lot of rewinding. Um, <laughs> And then I also heard someone tell me fast forward because I just want to get through this crisis and, and everything like that. That's interesting. But but I am I am definitely in pause, but not for the same reason. Pause for me is just to kind of like take a deep breath and like, okay, I need like a second to kind of get myself together. I'm not much into the kind of like for the analytic part, but definitely okay. to kind of like just take a take a like Be stop. able to give yourself a break. Like I need to slow down. A lot of times I can be kind of impulsive in my reactivity two things like that mm-hmm. and I need to slow down so I make a kind of a good uh, decision. Okay. All right. Okay. Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or be able to fly? Oh, fly. Easy. Really? Okay. Really. Okay. Uh, I've always, like, birds, like, I'm actually jealous of birds. Are just, you? like, the fact that they can just be up in their own in their own space, and just way up in poop the, on everybody. Yeah, yeah, poop <laughs> on everybody, get the best views. Best views. Um, not much traffic up there. You know, they get to freely travel. And so I think it would be uh, I think yeah. it'd be nice to fly. Okay. What about fly you? Underwater. Um, okay. So I find being underwater calming. 
Okay. And okay. it's a nice way to escape sometimes to be away from everybody. Yeah. And I'm afraid that flying, I would get, I would just be flying into birds and random things <laughs> and okay, I, like at least underwater, like I won't be affected by rain or wind or yeah. like, I just like the peacefulness, the stillness of underwater mm-hmm. that th- that's, you okay. know, like that, that. That were I, you a swimmer at all? Uh, no, not really. I oh, mean, okay. I know how to swim, and yeah. I swim, and and I I enjoy. It. I did actually like for a little while. Uh, the Y had a master's level swimming. Not that it means like you're a master at it, but it was more <laughs> to say that the adults could have like swimming time. So it would be nice. like six in the morning. This was before I had kids. Six <laughs> in the morning, I'd get up, okay, and go and do like a swim routine or you know exercise routine, and then get ready and go go to work. So yeah, I right. found that. So okay. all right. Would you rather lose your ability to lie or have to believe everything you're told? Uh, lose lose my ability to lie. Yes. That's my gut reaction to that one. I think, yeah, I think that would cause more problems believing everybody else around me. Oh, absolutely. Than, I am uh, totally on board with Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to, I, yeah, I don't want to be vulnerable like that. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think there's less vulnerability in being honest because I can always be honest and like I, I yeah. can be honest in a respectful yes. way. But I don't want to believe everything that I'm told because then then I'm, you're open that, to getting exploited. Oh, absolutely! All sorts of absolutely. Issues. You want to, you know, selling, you know, ice to an Eskimo. It's yeah. just not. It would be. Yeah. It would be too vulnerable. So. That's a good one. Okay. All right. Uh, be able to talk to the dead or be immortal. Uh I'd say let's be able to talk to the dead. Ooh. Okay. I've thought about the immortality question a lot. I don't know if I would like to be able to live forever. Yeah. Unless everybody else was in on that. Right. Because right. it would be, I would run into some weird relational issues where I'm not aging and people that I love are right continuously. And I yeah. think that would stack up against me. Instead, learning from the dead, you could, you know, talk to them, Ooh, learn, yeah. learn about some things, maybe, you know, why they died, maybe to prevent myself from also experiencing yeah. the same fate. So this, is, this is a tough one. I, I don't know if I'd really want to talk to the dead at all. But just the way life is right now, I don't think I'd want to be immortal. Like, I don't want to live forever. But one of, one of my favorite shows, uh, more of the show than the movies, was was Highlander. Ooh, I don't know if I've ever watched that. So it's all about uh, Duncan McCloud and the Clan McCloud and their, their immortals sort. And the only way you can die, you, you, you're, you're immortal unless you get your head chopped off. Okay. And so they're in this battle. To, there can be only one. Right. Okay. And so it's just a, it was just a fun show. So I was always enjoying that and intrigued by that. Uh-huh. But I would never want to have to... Like, if I didn't have to worry about money, and if I didn't have to worry about, like, paying bills... Sustaining. And sustaining things <laughs> for that long. Like, if I could just go around and just do this and not have to be... You know, yeah. beholden uh-huh. to like, I have to, you know, work every day for the rest of my, you know, for, for rest of my life and being that immortal would be awful. So, right, right. Um, you know, like retirement would never come. So, right. you okay. know, okay. so, and last, be able to taste colors or see smells. Taste would you, colors. Would you rather be able to see. taste colors or see smells? This is really abstract kind Ooh. Of question. Uh, taste colors. I think that that seems more interesting to me. Yeah, it's like seeing smell. That I think that would be that would end up being more interference to my sensory. Yes. Where tasting color seems like it could be a more 
additive experience. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am I am taste colors because I enjoy tasting better than seeing. So okay. I love okay. food and, and eating yeah. and tasting. Of course, hopefully most colors would be good tasting. And maybe that's like the trick. Like right. it would maybe be they're actually really gross. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So there you go. So all right. uh, it, I would love to get some comments about that. Rewind, listen to those questions again put in the comments or anything about kind of what, how you would answer those questions. Yeah. I'd love to hear from everybody about things like pause, rewind and fast forward mm -hmm. or breathing underwater or flying. Uh, would be cool to get the audience, get the audience, for audience. Sure. and maybe we'll, maybe we'll cut a clip on this and see if people on social media will yeah. comment on that yeah. on a couple of those questions. Good so, idea. um, all right. All right. So as always, before we get into our discussion, we're going to, uh, Doug and Spencer are going to regulate. All right. right. All right. So this is this is an activity that I like to do with people because it, it is twofold. It it regulates. So it helps calm your mind and body. But it is also kind of uh, it's it's about building your self-awareness, building okay. your ability to kind of pay attention to yourself. So it is an activity called breath awareness. It's really simple. Um, and but it's just about focusing your attention on your breath. So what we'll do is we'll kind of take two deep breaths to get started. And then after that, all I want you to do and what I'll do is we're just going to pay attention to our breath going in through our nose and back out through our nose. And so we'll, we'll kind of count ourselves to 10. Um, and so every inhale and then exhale is one okay. inhale, exhale two, all the way to 10 and okay. then see kind of what the effect is when we uh, do that. All right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Understand? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's take a couple deep breaths in through your nose and out again in and out. Also, when we're paying attention, I wanted to kind of remind you is that it, it's very normal to get distracted. So your mind's going to kind of go to different places. Just kind of make a note. Hey, I got distracted and come back to your breath. Just don't don't get worked up about getting distracted. So and just go to 10. What was that like? One thing I noticed is my breathing got smoother. Like it started okay. off kind of choppy. Yeah. Like just getting into like the, the, the rhythm, rhythm, the rhythm yeah. of it. But then yeah. like by, you know, like by like breath five or six, I was like more smooth, like the yeah. ins and outs. Yeah. It wasn't as like forceful or choppy. Yeah. That's something I noticed like internally. Well, and if you can get into that rhythmic breathing, then that's really good for your brain. And that helps regulate mm. kind of the lower systems of your brain and help you feel calm and in mind. What else did you notice anything else? I noticed kind of almost like a, almost like a fuzzy feeling in the nope. back of my head. I don't know. Like, yeah, like a light, I went, I guess, tingly. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. 
It was nice. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of, one of the things I like about it is, okay, so a lot of times when people get anxiety, they get stressed. Uh, typically, it's about something that they're uh, thinking about in the future. So mm -hmm. something that they're expecting to happen. Right. Which is, is common for anxiety. I got a big test I got tomorrow. I got... Uh, to job uh, interview, go job interview. I got to go to work and I'm not happy at work. Uh, or I'm thinking about something that happened in the past that it, you know, is painful or difficult. And so when you, uh, have that experience, you pull away from the present moment. And that's really what anxiety and stress is, is you're pulled, you're pulled away from the present moment. And so to get out of that, you ground yourself into the present moment. And so breath awareness, you're focusing on something that is in the here and now, which is your breathing going in mm -hmm. and out. Mm -hmm. And so your mind starts to focus. Now, some people are gonna have, if they try it, hopefully everybody's trying it, mm -hmm. they're gonna they're gonna struggle because they're gonna get easily distracted. They're gonna think about what they have to get at the grocery store. They're gonna think about, you know, the things that they're stressed about. And that's normal. You just wanna kind of just note like, okay, you know, maybe put a word to it and then come mm -hmm. back to the breathing. Um, and then I would also, we did 10 seconds to, um, just for the sake of time and everything like that. But a lot of times I encourage like three extend. rounds of 10. So like okay. go to 10 and start back at one, go to 10 mm -hmm. and start back at one and go to 10. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of a here and now grounding, get you back to, mm -hmm. to the present. And it's free. No extra free. tools. No, nothing like, again, again, the, the healing is within you. Mm. So it's, yes. it's your ability. You have the tools already. To, to take care of yourself and and to deal with anxiety, stress. Um, even when you're depressed, you're depressed because you're thinking about something that's upsetting mm -hmm. that's from the past or right, right. something that you're upset about not being able to do, you know, that mm -hmm. type of thing. So it kind of grounds you uh, to, the, to the present. Yeah. Let's get into the main topic of the day. Right. Gaming and mental health. Now, this was one of your suggestions yes. for... Topic. So before we, I want, we we're going to show you a video kind of to get us jump started. But what is what is gaming and like why? What made that something that you were uh, wanting well, to talk about, or it was seems kind of yeah. You know, you? gaming is something that's you know near and dear to me, and in that I you know I've spent a, a good amount of time playing video games just throughout my life. I kind of grew up right at that era where like online gaming was you know yeah. very like that very you know the first Xbox and all of that and. Uh, I you know I I kind of was there to see you know some of the some of the benefits of like you know gaming yeah. as a source of entertainment you know as opposed to for me it was always like you know watch TV or movies or like play video games as like a yeah. electronic yeah. entertainment you know uh -huh. and I always leaned towards the video game side as it, it seemed to be more active like I was right. contributing to the outcome right where movies tend to be you more were, passive you were more involved yeah yeah and that always was something that excited me about video games is that the active contribution portion right. of it. And so since I'm on this podcast now in mental health, I've also seen how gaming can lead to some issues as well. Okay. And you know, there's a lot of interplay, you know, and it, between and how people use gaming, how gaming uses them, you right. know, and, right. and, and that. So I think, it, I think it would be a good discussion. I think it's going to be a good discussion. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think a lot of people are kind of dealing it, with this. It's controversial, right? Like video games gets kind of 
there's a there's a fight to try to convince people that it's either good or bad. Yes. It's either yes. all bad for you, like everybody should stay away from video games because yes. it's going to rot your brain, or it's all good for you. There's nothing wrong there's with nothing it. There's nothing wrong. It's it's great. It's, and and a lot of people were, are saying that it's great for your mental health, and, mm-hmm. and, and so maybe we can kind mm-hmm. of... We're trying to parse through that a parse, little bit. Yeah, because I think... There are definitely certain like probably points on both sides that are relevant mm-hmm. and valid. Yeah. But then they you kind of need to kind of tease it out a little tease bit. Tease out more. the details yeah. of how it actually plays out. Yeah. So we have a video that uh, we're gonna show. Um, and it this is a, a TikToker, um, and he is describing how basically uh, if you're playing video games, your your brain's gonna rot, and mm-hmm. you know. So he's basically you're ruining your life, is what it, it, the title is. Video games are ru- probably ruining your life. So interesting to s- kind of get his take, yeah. and then see see yeah. what we can Let's see what he's got. All right. Video games are probably ruining your life. Now I expect a lot of guys to hate this video because pretty much every single guy that I know plays video games. Now look, if you play video games to socialize, like maybe your friends live far away or every single once in a while you and your boys hop on the game, that's fine. Or maybe you do it to reward yourself after working hard and getting a lot of stuff done. That's also fine. But if you're sitting there playing video games for hours and hours every single day after doing nothing, you are 100% destroying your life. And look, I'm not even going to talk about dopamine and its effects on the neurochemistry of your brain, but we're going to talk about the copes that people often use to justify their video game habits. Cope number one, people make money from it. People have a career. Look at Ninja, look at Tifu. Not only is that less than 0.001% of people who actually play video games, but those guys barely even have fun when they play. They'll play for 16 hours a day and maybe have fun for an hour or two out of those 16 hours. You are not training to get better. You're just playing and wasting your time. So stop comparing yourself to somebody who actually has a job that it requires playing video games. Number two, Oh, it it increases my hand-eye coordination. It's going to help me later on in life. There's been studies showing that video games pretty much transfer over to absolutely nothing. The only exception is if you have like a full-on flight simulator and you want to be a pilot. Or maybe if you play a type racing game where you have to learn how to type really fast and then you take a job and, you know, data entry, maybe it transfers over. But you're not doing that. You're playing Fortnite and Call of Duty and 2K for five hours a day. And finally, number three, it's good for my mental health. It helps me deal with stress. It makes me feel better. Oh, video games are good for your mental health. Oh, okay. And you've been playing video games for at least the past 10 years, right? So you should be in an amazing spot right now. You should have a high self-esteem. You should feel productive. You should be high test. You should you should be living the life, right? Wait, you're not? You feel the same, if not worse, every single day, and you felt depressed for the past three years? It's almost like short-term pleasurable things that require no effort don't actually improve your mental health at all. Because if these video games actually did help your mental health and you play them for 10 hours a day, you wouldn't still be depressed, would you? You wouldn't hate life. You wouldn't feel terrible. So yeah, I'm sorry to say it, but you probably play video games way too much. Okay, Spencer, did you ruin your life? I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> just, right. I don't think Your so. life is not completely ruined? No, I don't think so. Okay, um, but you didn't play 16 hours a day? I or mean, there were days. days there, you were, there were days, maybe back, back in the day, where, where I was at that. So, so I, you know, I think... My initial reactions to that are, I, I I think he's right. What I see a lot, like that first point he brought up about, you know, oh, you could be a streamer, you, you know, ninja you could, yeah, you ninja, could be, you know, whatever. he's famous for Fortnite and all that. And I and I see, you know, the kids I work with, I see a lot of them, yeah, kind of aspire to do that, and they get in, they get inspiration from, you know, people like Ninja, yeah. But what they don't, what I try to tell them is like, 
it's not actually the video games. It's their it's their personality that's actually that you're drawn that's to? actually what their career is. Is like they're an entertainer. Right. You know, they're on they're they're putting on a show for you through playing video games. It's not necessarily that gaming is their ticket to you know to five million subs. It's because he does crazy stuff while he's on stream. You know, he's a he's right. a character. He's a character, and and. And it, it really is interesting to kind of see that people actually just kind of watch that. Oh, oh thousands, thousands daily. Like, like this boggles my mind how people kind of find that interesting. People, that's that's an, that's another cool thing about game or interesting thing about this gaming phenomenon is people watching other people what, play, play games. games. Right, right. There's esports in college, and people are p- packing stadiums yeah. to watch people play video games. Yeah, and, and I remember, like, I grew up in kind of more of the sports, like Madden and yep. NHL hockey mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you're watching Madden tournaments and stuff like oh, that. And it, I'm it, like, that sounds awfully boring it, to I, do that. It, and it's but the kids, but. There's there's people that disagree with that wholeheartedly, and they yeah. and they and they you know, they that for you know for them I think it is like a modern day sports yeah. team, but it's some it's in a sport that they can relate to you know something that yeah. they play. So for kids that maybe don't get to play football or don't right. get the, for whatever reason, right? Because not everybody's an athlete. And yeah, not everybody's have the talent to kind of do or, sports. Yeah, not everybody's going to have the access this. to to play you know organized sports, but they can you know they have access to Call of Duty. Yeah, and in return. You know, there's a scene of pro Call of Duty players, which, you know, to them, they relate yeah. to in a similar way we to where, to you know, high them. school athletes may aspire to, you know, NFL athletes. So it's it's an interesting kind of, uh, you know. Yeah. So I'm curious. Dynamic. Do you, do, would you equate video games different than things like, like playing music all day? Or playing sports all day, or like I do, yeah. I think they're different. You think, think they're different? Okay. I think it's like a different activity, right? Um, and you know, but we get mad at people for, but there's people that dedicate their whole life, you know, athletes to mm-hmm. just practicing a yeah. sport, yeah, sixteen hours a day, mm-hmm. or doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but this one's rotting your brain, and right. this one's not, and this one's not, and you know. You know, we've seen, you know, you see people sacrifice their social life for yeah, sports, sports or for, for even music or like, you know, artistic endeavors. Um, and so, like, I, what I think the main point is of this guy's video is like, you got to be, you got to, you got to interact with video games in a real way. You have to be yeah. realistic about how you view it. Like, don't let the fantastical ideas you know, that you can see, you know, that you see, you know, on Twitch, you know, right. all, all like the the famous streamers and stuff like don't get baited in to that fantasy. You like really like focus on the reality. Right. And like what I tell my kids is like, OK, you want to be like a YouTuber, like focus on your personality and like your right. and your character, because that's what you're watching. You're not the game is just a secondary like it's tool. The, it's the vehicle. It's the vehicle. But in reality, it's nothing without these guys' personality. That's really what they're the driving force. Now, I guess the question is like, what what are people wanting? Like there is this kind of drive to be like these YouTubers to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, do this type of thing. And what is it that, what do you think is their main reason for that? I think, I mean, I think the appeal of video games is, you know, you get to, you can climb the ladder of competence. You know, yeah. there's, 
you know, a lot of like, you know, the games that I play, you know, League of Legends, there's like a rank system, you know, and so there's okay. there's like, you know, Bronze League with like the noobs, and then you climb your way all the way up to where like yeah. the pros are. And and you know, and I think there's there's something motivating to climb that you know, ladder yeah. of competence, you know, and to, you know, to see the improvement. So you get, you can get, I, you can get some reward. personal, you can get some personal satisfaction of like, yeah. you know, you can see like your aim is improving your, you know, your, your ability to get through levels. Yeah. Your, 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 your speed, you know, is, is increasing, you know, getting faster or all of these different things. Um, that can be motivating yeah. for someone, but at the same time, you gotta be realistic. Like, you know, don't compare, you know, if you're a, you know, if you're a, a 15 year old high schooler out there, don't compare your grind to like Ninja, who's, you know, he's an adult who has all his free time now to play games, Right. you know, yeah. and so you have school in your life that right. you have to attend with to balance out. So you can't really compare, you know, your, your climb to some of these streamers who that's their whole you know, that's their current life. That's their career right now Right, is getting on and playing. And so, you know, I think some people can get lost in that sauce comparing, you know, thinking that just because there's a ladder there, that means, you know, they have, you know, that they can climb it all the way up in, in the same way that someone else whose career of a streamer is to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, and you know, to me, I think, where the criticism lies is not, it shouldn't be about the vehicle that's identified as the problem. And I know like mm -hmm. in, in any times that we see problems in the world, we're trying to find the cause. We're trying to find right. the reason for, so we're always looking for something to blame. And mm -hmm. so we can easily just, if we just remove that, then everything would be all better. Right. And so that's kind of here what happens with, with video games is we, we are saying, okay, this is bad mm -hmm. because it causes these issues. Right. But it's it's not the actual act of playing the game that's the problem. It's kind of how it takes over their life or how it affects their it's life. Like in terms the habits of, you develop right. with the game in your life. Right. That's really what, you know, right. the, some of the issues really spawn from, you know, obviously the, the classic one is just, you know, staying up too late, right. sacrificing your sleep. Right. And, and you know, and, and that will be a vicious cycle. A lot of kids are in that right now. Right. So yeah. they're, they're exhausted the next day. Mm -hmm. They're not getting up and even going to school. They're, yeah. you know, getting in trouble mm -hmm. in their life. And probably when parents are attempting to get them off. Mm -hmm. the screen it's you know it pulls them like it creates conflict and yeah. fights and problems mm -hmm. and you know because it is hard to kind of transition off of something that can be rewarding rewarding and pleasurable no one wants to stop mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. things that are pleasurable mm -hmm. especially right. when you're in the middle of like a, a level yeah and it's time to go to dinner mm -hmm. or it's time to do your homework or whatever and it's a common uh -huh. parental complaint or struggle <laughs> yes yeah, uh, I, I remember explaining to my mom like you can't pause this type of game, mom. It's like an <laughs> online game. There's other people still playing. You're going to have to adjust your schedule to fit my <laughs> right. schedule of gaming, right? Right, right. 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 Like already, that's just the way it, I've already started. committed to this. And like, you know, you can't pause it. <laughs> right. uh, and she would, she would never understand. Like, you can't, you, why can't you just pause it and come eat? Right. And I'm like, 
there, there's things happening in real time. Like other play, you know, other players aren't pausing either. Yeah. So uh, there's, you know, the, I think, yeah, how we, how you integrate gaming into yeah. your life and like what habits come from that mm-hmm. really kind of dictate if it's a healthy right. tool or if it's, you know, something that's a problem. Right. Well, and, 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 and this is kind of hitting kind of the addiction realm. Right. Yeah. People are throwing mm-hmm. gaming as uh, as addiction. Like you can be addicted to it, much like you can be addicted to alcohol or food. Right. Or, you mm-hmm. know, those things. So that's where people are kind of freaking out about. And and so mm-hmm. just like, you know, you don't want people addicted to drugs, you know, get rid of the drugs. Right. You want to be addicted to games, get rid of, get the, rid game. of the games. Right. You know, mm-hmm. can't really get rid of food to be addicted to food. But you know, right. that becomes uh, a, a big issue mm-hmm. as, as kids are now addicted to it. Right. You know, and now they have this disorder, mm-hmm. you know, and so. I had this little blurb from a, from the from an article I was reading about mental health and gaming, and it was talking about, like, dopamine exhaustion mm-hmm. and, uh, like, how, you know, the the intensity of the dopamine from video games can can lead to dopamine exhaustion in which the games aren't even fun anymore mm-hmm. for you. Right. And that spills over to where other things aren't fun anymore either. Like going outside right. starts to not feel as fun. Right. You know, because you've, you know, you've really like desensitized your brain to like yeah. all this, you know, tons of dopamine. I don't know. What, what, would, uh, what would your thoughts on that? You know, one of the, one of the things, the, one of the earlier kind of discussions about addiction and, and really the dopamine network, which is like your, your, Pleasure, motivational network, um, reward um, is also a term that's associated with uh, dopamine is that like especially like with drugs. But I would assume especially with like video games, like maybe not like when I was playing Pong, but now like these video games are so visually like stimulating and and exciting. So you're Mm -hmm. getting like a like a bigger than normal release of dopamine. Yeah. So your brain gets flooded with these dopamines. So you're so enthralled with this game. And then when you stop, like your brain kind of says, I got way too much dopamine right now. So I'm not going to naturally produce the dopamine anymore. Right. And so then when you stop playing, Mm -hmm. your brain feels like it's starving yeah from that that dopamine and so you're only your brain gets hyper i gotta get back to gaming i gotta get back on the on, mm-hmm. the, on the ipad i gotta get back on my xbox or or whatever because if i don't my brain's sending all these survival mm-hmm. yeah based kind of signals saying you better or mm-hmm. you're going to die yeah, because you're, you're not getting enough of your natural kind of dopamine. Mm-hmm. So you you almost have to go through kind of a, a withdrawal like a process, a detox yeah. of, of those video games. And I'll tell you what, like that that happened uh, early on in uh, COVID with the shutdown as mm-hmm. I'm working at home. Yeah. My wife had to still go to school to because she was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I had the kids at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to work and have the kids at home. And I'll be straight honest. They were all like on their technology. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so they were indoors and they were on their technology and they were barely getting off. And I'm trying to like deal with the, my business uh-huh. and, and everything uh-huh. like that. And they were. What did you notice? Oh, they were awful. Really? Like my kids were miserable. Like their attitudes. Oh, the attitudes. Like they were just cranky as all get out. They were really hard to deal with. And I, I you know. 
And it was interesting, like they didn't, they certainly do not like being, having their technology taken away. Mm -hmm. But if I take it away and relationally engage with them, they kind of come back to normal. They, they like, that's an acceptable that, that is, that is something. And, and this, and, and I think that's the, the, a big reason why you might kind of associate gaming with addiction. And I kind of like to think of it in, in, in neurosequential model that we do, we talk about reward cups. Like mm-hmm. there are certain things that are rewarding for our brain, um, music, movement, uh, the strongest relational reward, strongest reward is relationship. So a positive mm-hmm. relational interaction is going to yeah. be hugely rewarding for our brain, uh-huh. but so is alcohol. So is food. Mm-hmm. So is video games, sure. technology, all those things are going to be rewarding and things that kind of reduce our stress and anxiety. If it releases, mm-hmm. if it, it de-stresses us, it's going to be rewarding. Whether it's positive or negative, it's going to be rewarding right. for our brain. And so, but we all have a reward cup and it's kind of our brain looks to fill that reward cup up. Yeah. And when the reward cup doesn't get filled, we really dysregulate. Mm-hmm. And so the best reward for our brain is human relational interaction. Okay. That gives us biggest, bigger rewards. It's even more rewarding than uh, drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Like we get a lot of good, like we fill that cup up pretty well. Yeah. And then if you put in like music and, and working out and doing all these different types of things, your values and beliefs, like doing something that you really value and mm-hmm. believe in, like yeah. helping others or something like that, mm-hmm. that'll be very rewarding. So then your cup gets filled. Uh-huh. And if you fill it up with healthy things like your relationship, doing things that are, are, are that you value and believe in, listen to music, exercise, mm-hmm. then your brain doesn't look for kind of unhealthy ways to yeah. like quick unhealthy it's not searching yeah it's for, not searching yeah. desperately for other things because mm-hmm. so, you're filling your reward cup so you can play video games for 20 minutes and be okay yeah right you, you can go for maybe even an hour mm-hmm. but you filled it up with other things but if, if you go through your your day without good positive relational interaction you don't move a mm-hmm. whole lot you mm-hmm. don't really listen to you know or even if you do listen to music it's not gonna throw in it's not gonna fill your whole, yeah. whole cup then you're going to turn to something that is super stimulating and rewarding. Like video games. The video games. And so what happens is is people want kids to stop playing video games. But if you don't have anything else to, to fill do, up the reward to fill cup. up the reward cup, you're going to be fighting a losing battle. Uh-huh. And, and I think it's like, so like when I talk to parents or, you know, about this, it's like, okay, so are you going to then play with them? Well, I was just going to say, so... That's like a parental little pro tip there, right? Right. If like you, if you want them off their video games, you need to do things with them. Right. But it's so easy for us parents to say, oh, well, we got things to do. We mm-hmm. got to clean the house. I got to cook. I got to do all these things. Mm-hmm. Well, help have them help you clean. Have them help you cook. Make have it relational. Make it relational. Anything you can do that's relational. And even, even to kind of meet in the middle, play video games with them. Uh, that's what I did with my mom. Yeah. I got her on to some right. games. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it it's not it's not my most favorite way to relationally connect. Uh-huh. But it is at least some relational yeah. way to connect. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I think I think that that's, you know, uh, typically a, a good thing to do. If you're gonna it's almost kind of like you can't beat them, join them. Like right. <laughs> it's everywhere. And you uh, like, I mean, all my kids, all my kids have a tablet for school. Like they have to do I ready mm-hmm. and all these things. So they're, they all have mm-hmm. 
you can't escape it. Right. So yeah. you can either kind of embrace it and and set some limits and some standards or, around and it. Even and model, even model, model appropriate right. ways of playing and getting off yeah. and knowing that it's okay to get off and go do something else and, yeah. sh- you know, right. taking them along with you for those, yeah. you know, yeah. for those things. Yeah. And, okay. and so I think, I think that's the thing. It's like, okay, if, if you have a kid that's struggling, or even an adult, this is not just for kids, but if adults are struggling with getting lost in their phone and, and everything like that, mm-hmm. you really can't just stop doing it because it, without replacing it and in being involved in something that's going to be rewarding for your brain. Because yeah. ultimately, all, your, all that person's brain is going to be thinking about is what's going on my phone? Mm-hmm. Did I get a notification? Yep. Or oh, what, what's going on? Like, was it FOMO or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like you're I'm missing out. I'm missing out mm-hmm. on playing this online, like all my friends are, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So what are you, what are you thinking around that? The, like the uh, like surrounding like the FOMO and yeah. like so you definitely and so that's another thing to be careful is like if all your friends are gamers yeah you can really get sucked in all of you can go down with the this you know go, go down with the ship and like really kind of you know be use games as maladaptive you know kind of as all together that can actually yeah. I, I've seen that happen um, and you know you can start. If, you know, your, you know, four of your other friends are online playing, but you know, you still got to do your paper or something. Yeah. It's going to be very hard for you yeah. Yeah. to make the appropriate decision to, you know, withhold the gratification, you know, yeah. of gaming, you know, when it, cause it's just yeah. so easy just to hit, join oh, yeah. the discord, hop on, sign in and just go, yeah. Yeah. you know, so. And, and, and so one of the big things, and he even mentioned, he's like, oh, if, it's, if you're trying to uh, uh, connect with your friends who live far away and, and everything like that, but that's a common way that people say, well, video games are good for socializing. What are your thoughts? I mean, is I, that something that you kind of buy into? I do, um, because that's, you know, I used to live in New York, so yeah. m- moving down here to Ohio, you know, I left all my, you know, all my friends from high yeah. school, college, you know, all back yeah. there. And so that's something that we do, you know, you know, on occasion, on the weekends, we get together, play some games, chat, you know, catch up, just, you know, talk. And, uh, you know, we, we do it in a decently moderated way. You know, we all have jobs and other things. So it's not like we're pulling, but it's also not your only social interaction, right? So you also work in a social job. Yes, I work in a social you, job. You interact. You get relational reward all day. Yes, yes, Even I do. Though you might be dealing with like kids cussing you out or something. Yeah, like but, that. It's, but it's relational. It is relational reward because <laughs> you're helping and and you're doing some you know awesome stuff. Yeah. But so I the, so you do fill it up. I do feel like it, it can be useful, but again, there has to be proper boundaries, guidance. You know. And, and if, if your only relational reward is on a camera on a camera or on like a computer or whatever, and all you're getting is audio connection, mm-hmm. it yes, it's social connection, but it's it's missing out on well, a we're lot missing of our faces, faces, eye contact, mm-hmm. touch, yes. um, all the things that really make relational connection so important that you can't replicate very well on the computer uh-huh. or the gaming system. So I'll tell you kind of, I think why it works for me is, you know, a lot of the, my friends that I play games with and still now we've had, we went to school together. We've known each other yeah, in foundation. real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so 
And, and, and another cool thing we used to do is like what they call LAN parties. And that's where everybody brings their computer to one house. Oh. So we're gaming, but we're face to face, all lined up, you know. Well, that, yeah. And then, you know, so, and so th that was, that's actually been some of our most fun, you know. Probably most relationally rewarding. Yes, because activities. we're. You're in proximity. We're in you're, proximity. Yeah. We're playing, you know, a shared experience, you know, something that we all like. And, and we get to, you know, play, you know, have the benefits of the video games, you know, playing other people from around the world. There, and so. So there is there is actually research and, and I'll have to kind of bring it up or maybe um, I'll comment about it. Um, we can drop a link. Later or, uh, but there's research around, uh, we talk about like the impact of proximity that like we are actually more, uh, impacted or uh, by those that we're closest with, not necessarily like in proximity, not necessarily closest with relationally. Mm. So the people we spend the most time with is, is is who we are most influenced by. Yeah. And so there's, you know, kind of maybe people kind of would think about this, but like you're most like your parents when you first come into this world yeah. and you early childhood mm -hmm. and then you start to resemble your peers. Yep. And so you start to look, talk, dress, everything like that. Mm -hmm. And then once you get out of school, you start to come back around and start to resemble like your parents again. I don't, yeah. And <laughs> it's because you kind of like, it's all like proximity. I was thinking about that. Um, I don't know. I can't remember what, is it uh, one of the insurance companies where the guy's like, you're acting like one of your parents or the guy's oh, like a yeah. mentor. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's like, you're being like your parents when you buy a new house or something yes, like that. Yeah, right. So, but that's kind of, but like, and so you're also, if your proximity is mm -hmm. technology, you are off, you're going to get, you're, kind of, you're going to be influenced a lot by kind mm -hmm. of that world and, and kind right. of what you're experiencing, which can be dangerous mm -hmm. and problematic yeah. um, in, in itself on, based on how you kind of are influenced. I mean, we're very, we're very, uh, we kind of absorb each other. We're not like... Co consciously affecting each other we're like more unconsciously yes implicitly affecting each mm -hmm. other like we start to kind of just resemble who we spend most time with yeah and so i think that's um that's interesting another i want to kind of transition to another hot topic related to video gaming and mental health mm -hmm. and, and and i'll tell you what i actually had a uh i did a post after a school social uh school shooting mm-hmm and one of the commenters on my post, because I was saying, I was commenting on why, um, what we can do about preventing school violence mm -hmm. and, and my take on it. Yeah. Um, and one of the comments was that video games are the reason. That video games are responsible. And the reasoning behind it was that we, when we play video games, we lose concept of what's fantasy and what's reality and we start thinking that we can go through like say we're playing grand theft auto right. and we're killing hookers and right, right. carjacking and all that stuff that there's no consequences in the world mm -hmm. so we can do the same thing in real life right so before i get your comments on that i well no i'm gonna go to your comment first like what do you what do you what's your initial reaction to kind of hearing that thought process I, I don't know. I, it's it's interesting. What uh, I don't know. I, it's I, I got gets, you a little speechless. I, yeah, it's, <laughs> it gets me stuck a little bit um, because I, to some degree, I I I, I mean, I personally, I've experienced some of that of like I don't know, like 
just going through, you know, I don't know, like integrating like video games elements into like the real world. I don't know. And like, okay. and like, like, for in, example, I don't know, like when you're like, going through like in this could be more of a creative example. But like when I walk through like the woods of a trail, I don't know, like I see a stick and I like pretend it's like a magical staff. Right. And it's something totally. that's just like it's 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 normal to me to like fantasize right. when I'm in certain elements. Do you feel like you get so lost that you're like going to kind of like? I don't. I don't. Right. You're um, just kind of. I've never felt an overwhelming like losing control of reality, like my grip on yes. reality. I've never felt that. I've just I've just noticed myself, you know, merging certain things, yeah. um, you know, in certain moments, like, certain triggers, like you know, walking through like a woods, yeah. you know, re- triggers of like you know the mystical woods in a game, you know, just certain like things like that. Yeah. So, and it's never really been violent. Like, right. It's never right. really been like you know aggression towards other humans. It's never. It's always just been like weird integrations, I suppose. So, a lot of I, I'm I am a big fan of the Daily Show, both with John Stewart and with Trevor Noah. Um, we'll and who they come up and, with, and who is going to be next? Which is, I'm a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I wanted to uh, show this video clip because he is commenting on this very topic and okay. get and I, and I want to uh, kind of talk about this. Kids know that games are fake, my man. No one is turning off Grand Theft Auto like shit. I just ran over 80 pedestrians. Should I get a lawyer? Oh my god, I'm too young for jail. What am I gonna do? The argument that American music and video games causes gun violence totally falls apart when you realize the entire world listens to American music and plays American video games. Yeah, but they have nowhere the same level of America's mass shootings. And don't get it twisted, it's the same music. It's not like in Sweden there, Snoop Dogg is like, rat tat 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 and I never hesitate to put a hat on a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, that, and that's kind of my, so I think that we too often look for a very simple, specific specific reason for why things happen. Right. And to try to make sense of it. And that maybe gives us comfort that- Yes, it's comfortable it, it's, if we if, can point if, those if, out. If it's video games, then that makes us feel better because we have an answer. Mm-hmm. And the solution would be just get rid of all the video games yeah. and that would solve anything. Mm-hmm. But his, you know, you can take that logic and flip it on its head just like Trevor Noah did <laughs> because not everybody who plays video games goes around and shoots everybody. Right. And- mm-hmm. I kind of go back, there are a million, there's a lot of things that contribute to whether somebody uh, shoots and, you know, does a mass shooting. Or school or, violence. Or, but any any time we're trying to understand why people do things that they do, mm-hmm. you can't you can't narrow it down to one thing. There's, no. there's genetically, uh, we come out into this world uh, either resilient to stress typical to stress or vulnerable to stress. Like right. based on previous generation, our genetics could be, we could be very sensitized to stress just mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, there's people that have had kind of more colicky babies, reactive mm-hmm. babies that cry very easily and have trouble being settled mm-hmm. down and, and hard to soothe and, and everything like that. That's genetically, the, you know, things and maybe things that have gone on in, into intrauterine environment. Mm-hmm. Then there's some epigenetic kind of factors like, uh, parents' upbringing and nutritional stuff and mm-hmm. uh, living through poverty and war and all those types of things. Or just like your, your geographical, geographical location. Geographical location. You know, where, are you, you know, where you were born at. You know? And then your collection of life experiences, both mm-hmm. adversity and re- relational health or lack thereof. 
relational health, rejection, abandonment, all these different traumas that now you could, if you could be very vulnerable to stress and be very sensitized and video games certainly doesn't like playing Grand Theft Auto (laughs) and those things certainly doesn't help you become better. Right. Right. But it, it certainly could kind of impact your thinking Mm -hmm. and your, processing of of experiences or or think oh this is i'm gonna get you know maybe an idea from it right but in the grand scheme of things the answer is never take this away because you would have to take everything away and (laughs) the very same people would never talk about taking away guns right 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 (laughs) you know so if you're gonna use that guns kill don't kill people people kill people argument you're gonna have to say video games don't kill people people kill people right so right it's in right you're you can't can't have it both ways. Yeah. So the answer is 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 much more complicated. Yes. Than just taking it away or stopping mm-hmm. people from. Yes. There's just too many variables in our human development that it's like it's not it, it, you know it wouldn't even be it's it would be hard to even test. Yeah. You know if that you know what what would happen if you did take you know taking video games off from everybody like so many people wouldn't you know would it's hard to prove a negative. Yeah, like how do you right. prove if people, right. you know, people that didn't shoot shoot up schools, how are you going to prove that they might have, right, or increase, you know, changing in that? So, yeah, that you know, I, I like that. I like that take. I think it's it's a, it's pretty much comes down to like a cultural problem, really. Yeah. Of you know a cultural problem, probably some familial problems, you know, like yeah. of you know why kids get the odd, you know, the audacity to do these acts, you know? Right. Well, and, and we're all influenced by things in our life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's whether we have the regulation skills to control our impulses mm-hmm. and, to, and to manage our challenging uh, experiences. Yeah. Now, I, I wonder, because, you know, we're, we're, they're, they're talking about addiction and uh, gaming and addiction. You know, we know that the research tells us pretty, you know, pretty well that, um, if you don't use drugs or alcohol till you're in your adulthood, you're less likely to be addicted, like to be addicted to drugs and alcohol. Right. And that has a lot to do with your development of your brain, like the your executive decision. The executive functioning, the more mature your cortex is, the more developed your brain is. It's those experiences don't change the organization of your brain. Right. It's already organized, so you're less likely to be susceptible uh-huh. to addiction. I wonder if the same thing. I mean, although kids play, I mean, we all played when we were kids. Mm-hmm. You typically play video games, you know. So maybe the the amount of time that you let your child play video games mm-hmm. or when you start introducing right that the types of video games much like you would introduce movies that are pg mm-hmm. pg 13 rated r mm-hmm. based on okay what do you want your kids exposed to at such a young age yeah right to kind of affect the way their brain develops and, and right takes in information so instead of you know maybe instead of like just thinking about video games as a blanket sort of thing right. get more detailed about like yeah. what games are appropriate for their where they're at. Right, and they have rating levels, right? They have. Yeah, like, oh, sure. Yeah. But like you know, I, I, you know, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. You know, have my seven year old playing Grand Theft Auto. Right. Ideally, absolutely. 
But I've I've worked with I've worked with kids that uh, were watching Nightmare on Elm Street at oh. seven years old. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and and oh, yeah. and, and they would watch a lot, and then mm-hmm. they would tell me about all their nightmares that they have. And you'd right. be like, gee, I, I'm shocked. Right. So, so you know, you know, probably like the solution of a healthy integration of video games is like, you know, figuring out the details of video games and like do you know play appropriate games appropriate for where you are. You yeah. Know? And I and I think one of the other things that I would say about kind of video games is, you know, video games in terms of where I hear people say it's an escape and it's good for my mental health. Video games really is a, a dissociative experience. It's where your mind gets to kind of check out. It's very similar to mm-hmm. reading a book or yes. uh, watching movies mm-hmm. or just doing things where you let your mind just kind of wander and go off. And, and so that's a, that's a dissociative experience. And typically like you can't stay in your conscious brain for too long period of time before it gets exhausted. So your brain will naturally dissociate and mm-hmm. want to escape as a taking it like a way of taking a break as a way of taking a break. And it is also part of a coping mechanism. So like, um, if you're going through trauma, your brain might dissociate to reduce the intensity of the traumatic incident. Right. So like if right. I'm being, if I'm, uh, being abused in some way and I can't fight or flight my way mm-hmm. out, my brain will check out. That's kind of like the third option as your third, you know, yeah. as, you know, and so the more I start to dissociate mm-hmm. the, that becomes my quick response to stress. And so what I would say is, is if you look to video games mm-hmm. Or dissociation to escape everything. It 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 actually will become problematic because mm-hmm. you're not learning to tolerate your emotions and to confront and to deal with yeah. life. Right. And so I, I, much like alcohol, I would never encourage you to take your buddy out drinking because they had a bad day, because you're pairing the association with when I am upset. I got to do this type Alcohol of behavior. So I would never want you to use video games to cope with your negative emotions. And the reason is, is because you start to uh, create an association that whenever I feel bad, I'm going to avoid. Yes. And we don't want you to do that because we don't want you to kind of reject your negative emotions because it's information. It, it gives us, it helps us learn how to navigate the world. Mm-hmm. It's information we should pay attention to. What I would recommend is that dissociation is normal and it is good for you. Mm -hmm. And so I would plug in predictable times in your life, in your day, to dissociate, to play the video game. So don't play video games when you're upset and stressed. Do go work out, go take a walk, go relationally connect with somebody. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But to use video games as a dissociative activity that you're going to put in your schedule... regularly so like at the end of the day when my wife's wanting to go to bed and i need to decompress i dissociate on tv right right it's it's part of my day it's how i decompress it's built in it's Mm -hmm. not because i'm upset or stressed or tired it's you know it's it's for those types of things Mm -hmm. yeah so that that's kind of my take on that yeah i like that that was uh i think that was that was an important bit there yeah um okay so that i think that's i think there's a lot of I think it's a good, good topic to kind of address and top, you know, talk about. Is is there anything you you got kind of still nibbling in your brain about this topic? Yes. Um, what would you like? Would you would you say is video games like could that be a basis? 
for like a friendship for for youth out there is that you, you know like um a shared you know playing the same video games and, t- and like common interest a common as a common interest is that you know is that uh it, like, it is is that a good is, way for it's for a way to connect to start it's a way to connect it's yeah. a way to feel it's a way to affiliate to find your sense of belonging it's you know like we like the same thing mm-hmm. so you know we all want to be around like-minded people right that's um it's not the it's communal not, it's the communal aspect of things uh-huh. now that gets us in trouble because if we only stay with people that are like us that can cause I mean maybe we won't get challenged we're, we limit ourselves yeah right so um but yeah I think it is um I think I think it is I think if it's the only basis of how you connect with people I mm-hmm. think you're limiting yourself and it's it's got some mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna find because the way I kind of see it and use it, you know, in my work at the school is, you know, if, if I see a, if I see a couple kids that aren't friends or aren't connected that I think they could be, and I know that they play interest. If I, and I know they play, they both play, you know, Roblox It's and now it's an instant, usually an instant icebreaker. Yeah. I mean, you know, instant connection. Like it's, it it kind of like, as soon as they, they're like, Oh, you play Roblox. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like they just look each other's eyes and they We're like, We're long no. lost friends. You're like, right. we, we've yeah. known each other for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, I, and I've seen that happen a lot. And so, and I've seen like a lot of friendships, you know, start yeah. with video games. It's the same. I mean, it's the same as sports. It's uh-huh. the same as music. One other thing I wanted to note that I thought was interesting when I was researching this is the DSM 5, the current the yeah. issue of that, does have a little bit about gaming disorder, gaming yeah. addiction, mm-hmm. but it does say that, you know, more research is needed. Really, it's does it cause impairment in your functioning? Right. 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 I mean, if eating, which is something that we have to do, can cause impairment in our functioning, right? If True. we eat unhealthy foods and we eat too much and we obsess, obsess over, or mm-hmm. yeah, or restrict eating, mm-hmm. all those types of things, that's that can be a disorder. So anything can be turned into a problem, a disorder, a disorder, or a, you know, a, a, a struggle. Uh-huh. It is our way of coping, and, and food is a reward for our brain. Mm-hmm. So it, it serves the same purpose that people would use video games right. to cope. Right. We're using food to cope. We're using alcohol and drugs to cope. Or mm-hmm. th- those are all those things. So I mean, it's very easy to call it addiction. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that they do have a. Li- it's you know they do have a section in there, so it, it must be on their radar. Yeah, well, it's definitely yeah. on there. All right, you ready to watch another TikTok? Because yes. it's Doug and Spencer's time to watch TikTok. Let's do it. All right, so this is this is one that I really think people will enjoy. I'm a big therapy guy, you know. Why the stigma with therapy? Why everybody likes working out? You know, physical therapy. What's wrong with mental therapy? You know, everybody's like, well, the gym makes me feel sexy. Well, you know what else is sexy? Not being a walking red flag. <laughs> Get some help. Nobody cares about your abs if you're the guy having a meltdown at Red Lobster. <laughs> yeah. I think people, were, they, like, they like the gym because it's like a culture behind it. You know, like gym rats. They have t-shirts that say beast mode and better sore than sorry. Therapy people, we need t-shirts. We need a shirt that says no dad. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, can't stop, won't stop crying. Ah. Thanks a lot. I'm Kevin Hart. Have a good night. That is not Kevin Hart. Uh, People could probably recognize that. It's Mark Normand, but uh, Mm -hmm. a very funny comedian. Yes, he's good. uh, He... 
kind of talks about something that I think I'm very passionate about is normalizing therapy as mm-hmm. as a healthy way to help be successful, right? To help yeah, right. deal with stuff in your life and mm-hmm. and to not kind of see it as a bad thing or but just like you would go to the gym and stuff like that. Right. So, but I thought it was interesting kind of like, cause there is, yeah. When you go to the gym, there is that culture the, yeah, like that the, of togetherness the and squad, belonging. Yeah. Like, could we all relate and connect over the fact that we go to therapy? Mm-hmm. Like we all kind of, you know, right. Right. Can find a sense of connection uh-huh. that way. And you're working on the t-shirt. I'm, I'm <laughs> working on the you know, t-shirt. Getting and a t-shirt in there. Getting yeah. a t-shirt and, and being able to kind of, you know, find a proactive way to, to deal with kind of life. I mean, and we've talked about this, I've talked about this in uh, uh, beginnings of, of our podcast of like, um, you know, we were encouraged to go to therapy ourselves because, you know, we, we need to, you know, we can't let our stuff kind of get in the way right. of helping others. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and that becomes a big issue. So it's like, you know, if we're much going back to kind of mental health injury, mm-hmm. if we look at therapy as meaning you're messed up uh-huh. and you're, you're screwed up, then no one's going to want to kind hopeless. of face that reality. Mm-hmm. And so I really kind of think that, yeah, but maybe we have some PR marketing to do. I think that's what like you know, he's saying He's like, yeah, we got to like, we got to up our brand therapy and, stuff and mental like health. Yeah. So yeah. no, but, uh, and, uh, to be honest with you, I just love kind of the, the, I love comedians and, and listening to joke. It makes me laugh. And laugh is very uh, regulating for me. All right. It's ph- philosophical question time. All right. So what do you got for us? All right. Are you ready? I, I'll try. All right. Do you believe in luck? Does luck exist? Does luck exist? Um, okay. So I will probably give you the boring answer. Okay. Um, I think, no, I don't think luck exists. Okay. I think that it is really uh, us, our brains, trying to make sense of things that feel unexplainable. Like we, okay. things happen to us in our life and we don't really understand why they happen to us in our life. And so we're, Try, we always, where our brains are meaning making machine, and so we're always trying to find reasons why things happen the way mm-hmm. they happen, and so. And luck is a convenience. Luck is a very nice way, and um, maybe exciting way mm. to kind of explain why something good happens. I, you know, I, I heard it was like you know, luck is essentially where preparation meets good timing. Sure. Yeah, you know. that makes sense. that so makes a lot of sense. People who yeah. are you know the, you know the more prepared people and people with good timing tend to be the ones we call lucky. Yeah. You know yeah. people you know so it's it was an interesting interesting take on that. So. Cool, that's a good one. I like that. All right, all right. So, uh, well, do you guys believe in luck? I don't know. So let us know. Let us know. And so, as always, like, comment, share. Um, please tell people about our podcast. We really wanted to get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feel like well, we want to talk about really important topics uh, related to mental health and resilience. And like today, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping or I'm hopeful that uh, people are going to find that really uh, a really good, interesting topic to talk about. And gonna, people, there's a lot of people out there that are going to have things to say yeah. about the mm-hmm. topic of gaming and mental health and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. So um, 
uh, we tried to cover a good bit, and, yeah. and so I know there's more to talk about. Oh, yeah. We could probably do a version two episode, yes, you know. Yes. yes. So uh, thank you guys for watching and uh, look forward to uh, having another episode. So take care. Thank you.